Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, shall we? Yes. Let us go, you and I, into the into road. this wonderful Tuesday, Tuesday morning, and uh, good morning, running commentary. Hello, we're going to go for a lovely uh, uh, long trot. Paul's yeah. just had a nice idea. We're going to it's Palace to Palace today. We're going from yeah. uh, from Alexandra Palace to Kenwood House, and although Kenwood House is a house in name. It is a palace. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's do it. And then run on down to Crystal Palace. Little chill run, yeah. And then to the... uh and then back to some racing stones, just give it another go. Yeah, go on. Let's go, <laughs> go round again. How have you been feeling since that first did did you get the did you get a sense of ultra bubble at all? Did you get a kind of post run satisfaction well, stroke that, kind um, of you must have had a level of satisfaction of a job well, I felt well done. Great. Just that, yeah. felt absolutely great. But it was yeah. almost immediate that you know, last time I saw you and, and uh, Bless you, dear listener. I was so relieved to have this outlet to kind of tell my story. Yeah. There's the palace. There's Ali Pali up yeah. on the hill. And, um, and then uh, I uh, just wanted to tell everyone, you know, and I resist the, the urge, really. I wasn't going on about it to people unless they asked, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, as discussed, the conversation was, what are you going to do next? I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And then that kind of settles down. You know, I went out, yeah. uh, I had a week off because I was off doing gigs. Right. But I didn't feel uh, so you physically... Didn't, so you didn't run for a week, sort of thing. Didn't run for a week. That's except good. when we ran. Yeah, that's good. Like that's good. That's good. Uh, that's three miles. I think that's the right call for you. And then at the beginning yeah. of last week, I thought I'm getting back into it now. I don't want to lose my fitness. Yeah. So I went out. And, uh, well, you don't know because you were in a hot country. Yeah. But this country, morning, this country was as... Hot as it ever has ever been. Yeah. I went out and it was right running around uh, Hackney Marshes. It was absolutely lovely. And I went out quite early, but it's good watching the temperature climb. Yeah. And I sort of went out in 28 degrees and right. got home in 33. Yeah. And uh, I ran long. It felt good. great. Nice. I did yeah. that the next day too. Right. And then, uh, then I felt a bit tired and a bit leggy. I thought... Ease up. You yeah, know. there's no need to push it. No, exactly. Yeah. And I'm still, at the back of my mind, I suppose, I've got this weird 
racist stones related, but actually not. I was doing it anyway. This small blind, big blind running where I do long couple of long runs at the beginning of the week. Right, okay. And then take it easy and do and just chill for a little whatever bit. I want to do for the rest of the week. Right. And then I went back to park run on Saturday. At Highbury. And, uh, yeah. I saw and the photos. It was good. Yeah. Um, once again, loads of people there. I think because Ali Pally was off. Right. And it's funny how, I don't know if it's because it's hilly. Then Ali Pally's really hilly. Yeah. But anyway, when the other people from the other park runs come, they're always, there's always some really serious runners okay, that, yeah. don't, that aren't there normally. <laughs> okay. okay. You know, basically, we're, I'm talking running club kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Heathside, Highgate, Mob. They're yeah. all coming in at sort of 16, 17 minutes. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay. Yeah. And I'm, it's exactly the same run, but it does put you in a kind of context. It changes the, yeah, it changes <laughs> the context of it a little bit. And, yeah. uh, but the main thing that was interesting, just like, the reason I'm talking about it is because it's sort of answered. It's where I got to in terms of the initial answer to your question. Is I got up on Saturday and I thought, oh, I do not want to go to Parkrun. And it was different. It was the same because I never want to go to Parkrun on Saturday. But it was different because it was spiritual like I've got no um, hunger right you know, the whole get um, 100 park runs done before my birthday right that is not something I'm of a mood to oh you're reversing yeah it. it's not something to be bothered about I at just, the moment yeah I just done touch you know I, I'm, or anything else you know this yes is, yeah, 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 the yeah, up yeah. and the downside is that I've got no running ambition I think it's okay to sit with that for a while though. oh absolutely and just I, be in that space I think you know in what I mean? it's yeah fantastic and I think in practice it's handleable, not least because you know me. Yeah. I'm uh, bullishly obstinate. Yeah. And I thought, even though this feeling of not wanting to go to the popcorn feels like a different kind of not wanting to go, you've got plenty of experience of, experience of not going to popcorn when you don't want to go. So yeah, I just yeah. went. Yeah. And that's the basic guide is just, I'll keep on doing what I'm doing like a, like a strict machine. Even if you don't want to. Because well, who cares? <laughs> and that comes to the basic truth of what running, what I love about running is that it makes your emotions and your thoughts and feelings and your happy days and your sad days, it just makes them, gives them less power. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so you've got a constant through saying it. Saying to myself, yeah. who cares what I think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And if I don't, no one does. And how did and did you enjoy the park run? Was it yeah, good fun? Yeah, I've got um, much more prosaically. I'm not hundred uh, uh, percent. I got achy thighs. Yeah, achy thighs. And I went out. You're there. bound to, aren't you? You're it was very similar to bound to after the, the last park run I did before the racist stones in that I knew I wasn't. I thought to myself, oh, I might take it slow. I might even just jog around. Right. And then I get there and I don't. And I try and do my... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why we've stopped there. Sorry. I'm sorry. We, was no, kind of, we sort of stopped in a weird place. We went just past the crossing and then yeah. stopped to cross. Yeah. We made the bus drive. Uh, and now we're in the middle of the on. road, yeah. I d- <laughs> Here we go. Thank you. So, well done. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, in the event, I just do the park run feeling slightly down on myself for not being at 100% fitness. Right. And as such, it's absolutely fine coming in about, um, you know, 30 seconds to a minute slower than my fastest run yes. this year. Yeah, that's That's fair. all right. That's all Absol- absolutely is. And it's sort of... Exacerbated uh, by children coming past me as if they're on motorbikes. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, getting... you. you <laughs> it's always a bit galling if you getting lapped isn't it I mean if, yeah. it's going to happen if people are doing 15, 16 minute park runs I saw that guy again the guy who did 15.03 oh yeah Sefu. He, that's right he got um, 
He got his PB, 1450, 14.55. Wow, wow. I, I haven't checked the results because yeah. I know the last time he went sub 15, it was the only park run I've ever seen where he came second. I think we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he, it's impressive. It'd be good if he got his sub 15 just off his own bat. I didn't see anyone there faster than him, so it seems pretty likely. I mean, who is faster than him, really? It's, um, yeah, I mean, there's no, you, you, you're in a post-achievement phase of an experience that's going to take a, a bit, a lot. it's going to simultaneously take a lot out of you physically whilst building you up if you give it time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no, no, I I'm think you're playing it right, you know. I've got, um, I mean, I'm just, no two words about it, I'm not peak fitness right now, but it's all quite external. I, uh, I forgot about this, I was saying at the week, I did those two long runs. Yeah. And then I went down to get my feet checked out. All right. My chiropodist last uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. that must have been. Yeah. And because uh, I had this bit on my foot that I couldn't see, I mean, between me not bending and no one can see under their foot, so I'm right at the front of the ball of my feet behind my toes. Right. I could feel uh, something. So I thought I'll go and get it checked out. And uh, you know, I was saying I had this soreness in the ball of my foot that I thought might be bursitis. Yes. Like I had in the other foot. Yes. It wasn't bursitis. All right, okay. No. Was it something else? It, was, it wasn't itis. Okay, at all. right. It was. Uh, I went to see the chiropodist, and my usual chiropodist was running late. So this, the other guy said, Do you mind if I see you? I said, Oh, no, great, let's go ahead. He said, What is it about? And I told him about this thing on my foot, and he looked at it and said, Oh, yeah, well, it's a corn. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So that's just a bit more basic, isn't it? That sort yeah, of. Yeah, old school, really. Yeah. Although I didn't really explain it, I didn't really know, rather. It's, uh, apparently, a corn is to a callus what fork lightning is to sheep lightning. Okay. So instead of being a long, ongoing rub, it's a long, ongoing impact spot. Okay. But yeah. it's still basically a hard bit of... Anyway. So it's, just, it's, because it's sort of overuse on a particular bit of skin sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, that's right. And I ran the race to the stones with this pretty serious corn. But, you know, I don't like to... I'm not trying to... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a person to call myself a hero. <laughs> You're just putting it out there. And you've got a corn? <laughs> How are you doing this? <laughs> anyway, then it was good because they got, they quite kind of, there was a, particularly this guy I was talking to, he's a very gently spoken guy with a right sense of humour. And he was like, oh, it's no big deal. But there was a sense that they kind of hit a silent alarm and the whole building was going, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of pulled out a, light, a knife and said, you're not on blood thinners, are you? Right, like, so he chopped it off. You expect me to bleed out. So he just chopped it off to Straight it? in. It was like nice. Wow. You know, wow. it's cross. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like, uh, before I knew it, I was in a small foot operation. <laughs> and then he went, he's like, you might want to look away. It's like, you're talking about the underside of my foot. Yeah. I can't not look away. Yeah. I can't look at. Yeah. You might want to look at, but well, you won't be able to unless you're super there's, human. A, there's an awful lot of people that have, that have posted that. You do really, that, that sort of stuff does really well. <laughs> I, know, I know people who spend well, in just... In the Dr. Pimple Popper yeah, 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 totally. Oh, yeah. God, I can't even yeah. think of it. I mean, it was so, you know, it's so funny. It's so minor. It didn't hurt. But he was like, oh, giving it a go. Giving it a oh, like, oh, he said... <laughs> okay, it's gonna, this is going to get a little bit medical now, so be ready. Get Trig, medical. Trigger warning. He said, uh, 
It's not, it's quite, I've got, I think I've sorted it out, but it's, it's got its own blood supply. You said what? It's got its own blood supply. Oh. And I said, <laughs> the corn, uh, it's running itself. I said, <laughs> I said, has it developed its own intelligence? And he said, yes, sir, malevolent intelligence. <laughs> I told you I did nice dry wit. But they said, I can't really see it. I need the, uh, I need the good lenses. And he called in the woman who had been too busy to see me. And she came in with his like, special lenses, right. like the toy cleaner in Toy Story 2. And he was going to borrow them, but then she stayed. So now I've got both of them wow. talking about it. So him and Peter say, nothing to worry about, but just, just let us know if you A small, a small crowd develops outside yeah, the right. office, whispering. I can hear the, I can hear the internet kind of bubbling. He's here, the corn man's here. Race to the Stones <laughs> corn man. And now they, they, and then he kept, uh, once it was done, well, first of all, they said, we couldn't really do it, you've got to come back. <laughs> right. But he said, uh, he put a little dressing on it and he said, there shouldn't be any ill effects. And he put a big bit of dressing over that. He said, you know, just leave the dressing on for a, for a day or two and then change it, keep it clean. But there shouldn't be any, any effects. If there are, very, very vanishingly unlikely, but do call 111 or... And, uh, but there shouldn't be any effects. And kept doing that, bandaging and saying, "Yeah, yeah, there shouldn't be anything to worry about <laughs> yeah. for about the next ten minutes." Which only increased your anxiety. Put about eight bandages on and told me, "Oh, look, that I wouldn't need to call an ambulance about thirty-six times." Oh, look, we've managed to oh, we, we've managed this, to run directly into the surprise. You to the kids' play area. Oh no, there's a bit of space here. There's a bit of space. Yeah, photo. <laughs> we did our little. There's a kid's the idea is that we cut the back and stay on the grass in front of the park. summer park, yeah. But it's summer, summer sports. Yeah. So, good on them. Yeah, Doing the great good stuff. stuff. Great stuff. We're deep in the summer holidays now. So, yeah, so I couldn't um, run immediately. That was why I ran a lot at the beginning of last week, then nothing, then went back to park. Right. So, it's good to... I'm pleased you had a bit of a rest. Because you've been you've been thrashing it for quite a while, and you've had a great run. Yeah. And 60 miles in two days is it's not to be sniffed at, is it? No, but it really isn't. The part of me that found it not particularly impactful. I do want to kind of curate that. I don't want to lean on and go, ah, oh, I did it. I can I can stop now. You know. Right. I'm a little bit paranoid about losing my momentum. Well, but I won't. And the other thing is... What do you mean? You're powering on about losing fitness and kind of... Yeah, exactly. Right. Just losing, falling out of habits, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a 10K lined up for Saturday. Oh, yeah. I, and I always knew it was quite soon after. It was just when it would fit in. Watch out. And, um, I mean, I'll go and do it. Yeah. And we'll see. And I, like I say, I was um, quite happy with my... Park on time at the weekend, so I don't think I'll be getting a 10k PB, but I think I can post a respectable time. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the journey from here. What I want to do in the slow game, in a slow and sensible way, is to start building up for your distance at pace. Right. So we start, it goes 5k, 10k, and on from there. Yeah. Because the ideal is, yeah, by the time I do another marathon, is to be. Fit, fit, it's fit. to not fade. It's to try yeah. and take some. I know they're different headspaces. I mean, unlike before, we actually do know now. But you can take, surely you can take some wisdom from the one into the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm sure you can, but it strikes me, the more I think about it, how how radically different they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms of mindset, in terms of 
just the whole don't know just the whole experience yeah, you know, yeah it's yeah. just sort of i think the thing is that's not that's about a, pace at all is it really true. i think that they are massively different but i am not yes yeah yeah so I, I can see that you're this is the link you're a kind of bridge between the two rip yeah they yeah. Uh, exactly yeah i've got a kind of well i'm going to do it this way attitude and a distance and pace body and uh I think between them, I can find if there is any, if there is a little ellipse in the middle of the Venn diagram, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah, it's that kind of, you know, 61, 62 miles over two days is a, it's still, it's an ultra is defined as anything over a marathon. Yeah. So 50k is like the shortest ultra you can do. So two together. It's two short ultras that you've done back to back. Yeah. Which is amazing. So there's not that much. It's not like a hundred mile or something. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously yeah. some correlation, but it's that time on your feet thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. With ultras, it's that sort and of five or six, five, six hours, six, seven hours. Yeah, and in a funny kind of way, the, the most important thing is quite a small thing, which is really fundamental in my brain, which is running quite a long way on consecutive days. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the just quite a long way rather than really really fast yes yeah yeah, yeah. you know i can remember running just getting used to when it when i was already doing marathons then half marathons and stuff i go for a run in the week i never i would never touch 10 miles without being a big plan right and i would never run one day and then run the next day yeah whereas now i know you're getting used to it i can handle that stuff yeah and you actually see the practice of it that the you know when i think about a race of stones i often think about how when I ran a marathon and ran another one two weeks later, and ran the second one slightly slower. Yeah. Just the, the difference was not committing to do it as fast as I could. Yeah. It was by no means a slow marathon. Well, and so then just came over the finish line, A, maintaining pace, B, not feeling like I needed an ambulance. Yeah. That's kind of where, it's where the old head for me began. Yeah, it's sort of uh, working out. You know, that sort of... The thing about doing those, what I was thought at the time about doing two marathons close together, was you sort of don't get the fastest out of either sort of thing. It felt yeah, a bit... Right. So it's a bit different if you if you do want to focus on the one, you know, just a one-off race and kind yeah. of that kind of not fading and really leaving it all out there sort of thing. But these are hard events, you know. You yeah, need to yeah, yeah, yeah. be careful to just take them seriously well men mentally rest a little bit before you before you go again you've got august yeah, september yeah. to do some real and you've already got loads of miles in your legs yeah and i also think so, and this is really uh, uh much more sort of basic but by the way did you notice the absolute stillness as we came into alexandra palace park then so busy with across so many busy roses it's very quiet here, outside yeah. houses it's all happening just as soon as we stepped onto the grass there just felt the kind of... Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. It's really nice to be here. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. It was really what, go, incredibly wise. Going for going for just the one event. Oh, yeah. That, what it was is that funny thing that we still have, I think, it dates from school, where you don't... Um, where you think of the summer as being a near limitless amount of time. And it's actually... By the time you think of it, it's about a month. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it's, yeah, it's, to, it's like even now, the, I don't want to get into it, but they keep saying the Conservatives will decide over the summer. Yeah. It's like, guys, it is the summer. 
Yes. And I know they mean the summer recess, and I know they mean August, but that is how we all think. You know, it's like when you think about your comedy gigs in the autumn, you think, oh, well, I got that weekend in so-and-so in September. And it seems like it's about four months away. And you look around, it's like, this the week after next. Well, it's kind of... <laughs> there's always a weird thing about August, isn't it? August is the summer month, although ironically not always the best weather. No. <laughs> but it's the month where sort of like... Nothing gets done, no plans, no... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's off everywhere. And particularly these days. I mean, summer, you can get some really nice weather at the end of these holidays. Uh, Whitson holiday has always been... And also when summer arrives in June, like you were saying, well, when we're out there and it's like, it just arrives, and like, wow, yeah. it's summer now. And the world takes ages to catch up. Yeah. That's always when spring watches first on TV. <laughs> like eight weeks too late. As you can see, these... These chicks, yeah. well, they've hatched and gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I think because of that um, park on countdown and in general on the fear of it, and I think the dialogue online, because a lot of people are doing the London Marathon in uh, October, October, that people are really thinking about how many weeks it is till October. And yeah. I think that's very, <laughs> it's a little thing, but it's handy. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just the one. Just the one. I can just for another one. Oh, there's one. Wait a minute. Two for joy. Two for joy. It's all kind of... See that bird there? What are you? Is that just a lump of rubbish pretending to be a bird? That's a bird. All the uh, all the greens faded away to a yellowy brown, hasn't it, on the grass? Yeah. I was saying that in Finsley Park yesterday. It's like between the in place like this, between the festivals and the big gigs and the incredibly hot weather, the grass is dead. It's a lot of trampling. Oh, the grass is dead. A lot of trampling going on. The, it, uh, this Saturday just gone. Orbital and the Happy Mondays played here. Oh, nice. That was tempting. 
attempting to get down there and try and recreate something. But have you been? Uh, have you been gigging much? No. Right. No. I've been working. That's been quite surreal, actually, and it's not a complete coincidence that it happened straight after the rest of the sentence, but neither is it, um, was it entirely deliberate. I had a, uh, the beginning of the summer holidays, we thought we might go on a proper holiday. Right. And this weekend coming, it's my daughter's birthday. So I ring, I ring fenced the weekends early on and didn't off them up. And then it turns out we off are. them up to the comedy gods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that I could have done and we were kind of around. Although this last weekend, I was like, oh, I should get a weekend. And I was like, hey, my old, old works party. All right. And my wife said, why don't you don't do that? And we can do nice things like people do. And I was like, you're right. But. Like the people. Yeah, like, like the people. people do. And I've got, also got work. I'm directing. I've been writing. I did a playthrough of a new game show the other day. Right. So it's not like I'm kicking my heels. But in terms of actually going and doing stand-up shows, I've got about three weeks off. Right. I just, I don't know. It's all very, uh, it's, a, it's all like you say, you're going to say that's great that you've got time off after your race of stands. Well, no, no, but I'm I mean... i wrestling with who the hell I am. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more, sort of, more sort of time off running. I mean, yeah. I did a little... Straight after Race at Stones, it helped me take a week off because I went off on a little mini tour. Did two nights in, in Dorset. In Dorset? Yeah. I'd hardly recommend it. Then a uh, gig at an amphitheatre in Gloucestershire. Very nice. And well done, me. And then uh, where was the Saturday? Somewhere else. Birmingham. All in the heat. They were absolutely lovely. So I kind of filled You've my tank with yeah. proper sets out on, out on the road. But then it's, uh, and I'm back doing a Glee Club weekend soon, but it's definitely a break, and the whole thing is a... Uh, it's part of that summer thing, isn't it? It's a Christmas yeah. factor. I'm going to, come mid-August, I'm going to be looking at myself, working out who I am as a comedian. It's going to be like Gandalf when he wakes up <laughs> on top <laughs> of the mountain. Gandalf, Yes. That was my name. I am Gandalf the White. I'll be uh, Rob the Grey. To... <laughs> yeah. What about you? You've been on your, you've been international tour. Yeah. Well, I went to Dubai. I mean, in terms of running, I did quite a lot of treadmill stuff actually in Dubai, yeah. which was actually really. It was really nice. It sort of. I managed to reframe the race of the stones from a from a into into a. Tra- I mean, at the very least, it was a good it was a good long run. Yeah. Um, so it gave me a little bit of strength, and it didn't completely break me. Well, as so many people um, said, lots of people said we both. Well done to both of you. You're both ultra runners now. Which you can know, you can imagine how much that hurts me. But they're right. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. <laughs> But it, yeah, it means that I've had two really long runs. Yeah. And so I just went on the treadmill and really enjoyed that sort of treadmill thing of just going up a, gr- a smooth gradient on a treadmill so for a while. Some stats. How long on a treadmill? How many times? I probably did five treadmill runs over ten days. Yeah. And uh, Which one of a distance or time of about going 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 from twenty minutes to forty-five minutes. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and I'd be doing things like starting off really slow, like, well, starting off 10 kilometers per hour. Yeah. And then going up by 0.1 kilometer an hour every 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing that till I was about 14 kilometers. And to kind of keep the gym live every now and again, you'd uh, dehydrate yourself to the point of perfect yeah. danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. just dive off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See someone much faster and fit yeah. than you and just run. And just sprint off with them. At the same speed as them for an hour. Sprint off with them. That kind of thing. But it was, uh, and then I was doing, by the end, I was doing like 20 minute tempos. And it was, yeah, it was, you can just feel yourself getting a bit stronger because yeah. you can rely on the treadmills. Because really it's just so steady. Thing. It's just steady, isn't the it? The quiet little learning you had behind everything at the Race of Stones was that your fitness was an issue, but your injuredness wasn't. Yeah, yeah, although it still is a bit. I mean, my, yeah. my right leg, it's just. I've got a little bit of sore tendon that just hasn't... I haven't let it fully recover. Yeah. Um, it's not hurting now, but I can feel it. Yeah. Um, so that's something that needs to magically get better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was good fun. And I was also... Because uh, of the way the, the gigs run there, it was a chance to eat loads of fish and veg. I didn't have carbs for like four or five days. Oh, nice. The weight just... The weight just flies off, doesn't it? That is incredible. If you don't, if you don't have Let's any carbs at, at all. We've got two psychological things to look at here. One, hotels with buffets is an opportunity for you to basically Atkins it up. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I've literally been to Dubai and put on a stone of the week in the yeah, past. Yeah, kind of. In the healthy era, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was with... Uh, a comedian called Pierre Holland. Yeah, yeah, your, your friend, lovely guy, the musical comedian you decided to go to Dubai with. I know. And then, yeah. <laughs> and it just became a joke that we weren't having... No, that we weren't, having, no, that, that we weren't having carbs. And uh, we just kept going with it. And then one dinner he relented and had five chips. So he became Pierre Five Chips. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was just not... And I didn't drink for five or six days in the middle of it. And all in all, I've come back a little bit... Trimmer. It was a little bit mere clinic, which wasn't is it, nice. Really? Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so that food thing made a bit of sense, but that's still weird. Here's the other question before we get into the wider tour aspect. What do you think about when you're on a treadmill? Were that's you in, a t- you that's a that tough one. We can see the skyline through the closed blinds. That's, that's a, a tough thing. one. I mean, that was a good thing about just gently increasing the pace point one every 30 seconds just gave you something to vary it yeah constantly yeah because it is i find it very hard to do anything more than 25 30 minutes on a treadmill yeah it's uh yeah it's just tedious man yeah absolutely it's just tedious so that thing of the fiddling with the numbers being a distraction technically it makes sense but for me that would be a nightmare right you know to the, the idea of thinking about the numbers and the buttons being the cure. Right. No, it's like I'm looking for distraction. I want something. But you'd have music on, wouldn't you? Yeah, but that's the thing. I've got a theory about treadmills. I'd have music on. And in my time, I've also, in hotels, experimented with taping my tablet to the machine and watching a film. Right. When I'm trying to get the miles Yes. In. Yeah, a lot of people do that. But I think that... Um, uh, I think it's treadmills. There's a... Well, okay, there's two things here. One, I genuinely need that distraction. You know, that a run is... The music or the conversation with you is a really important 
yes. dampener on obsessive cycles of thought that can feel very oppressive for me. Right. And two, I think that when you're on a treadmill, this theory I developed while I was out there once, um, you have to run a, one of my points, you have to run a little subroutine that stops you falling off the treadmill. A like little it bit, It doesn't yeah. quite square, like when we're running here, even though we are aware of the parameters of the path and the stones underfoot, you can, you can do all of that subconsciously. Yeah. It's like driving, you know? And um, but when you're on a treadmill, because it's slightly odd, you have to kind of keep a weather eye on it, like a like some animal that sleeps one, with one eye open. Just a little bit, yeah. Sleep with one eye open! And then... Uh, or you step on the front bit of the treadmill and it makes that thudding noise. Or yeah, yeah. Or you slip up. I nearly yeah. fell over at the gym watching the Never Ending Story once years ago. But anyway, I think it makes it... You can't listen to music or watch films. You can. But you but can't quite prompt. focus on it. You right. might as well be reading the script. Do you know what right, I mean? It hasn't right. got... You can't drift off into a kind of lyrical, creative headspace. Yeah. You're just kind of... It's like, yeah, it's like listening to a lecture about the song or, or reading a book about the film. You get, the information's going in, but the ability to fully unlock and distract is not available on the channel. Yeah, it's funny. I sort of... I am... Because I run so much off-watch. And you don't use headphones, of course. And don't use headphones. I sort of... I embrace the numbers game of it. Yeah. The sort of going up on the incline and the... I just quite like the uniformity of it as a, as a contrast. I won't yeah, like it yeah. all the time. I think I think it's very, you know, obviously we are different people in life and have different attitudes to, you know, ways of running. But I think specifically this in particular is something that I might be able to do better if I didn't start running so late on. Right. You know, because uh, I totally, on, on principle, I get that. The idea, well, I can run without headphones on my own and enjoy it. I did it a lot at the Race of the Stones. And I can, I like the idea of almost juggling the map, you know, playing the run to be the entertainment, as it were. Yes. But I just can't do it. Maybe I just don't trust myself looking my run in the eye in a way that I would if I'd become a proper runner as a teenager and kind of put those ways of thinking about it on the hard drive you know yeah, what I mean yeah same way my kids um, I don't know they'll always be able to talk in a literate way about films because it's what we've been doing while they're at this kind of yes, moldable yeah. age you know not that other people can't but it's not a conversation you can start having when you're 36 I uh I quite like I'm alright I'm fine okay. you're off. Oh, heck. Nice. You can see the swans and unicorns too, right? Chipping out at Ali Pali Ponds. Nice. Great running conditions at the moment, aren't they? Just slightly cool. Yes. Overcast, but still beautiful summer weather. I went out last night to, to the show and in a t-shirt. I was on the way home. I was like... Weird feeling. What's this weird feeling? I was a bit cold. Yeah. You're still sort of... You could just about get away with it, even though it started to rain a bit, though, couldn't you? It was still... I, I like treadmills for... If you're just getting your legs used to 
a different kind of tempo that I hadn't had for ages. Like, yeah. you know, four, four minutes a kilometre or whatever. Yeah. I, can't, I couldn't do that on the ground now. Yeah. Because treadmill is just jumping, isn't it? It's jumping. Now, you see, uh, <laughs> when we started out, and this, is, this goes right back to a sort of practice... Um, running commentary me and Paul recorded in the weeks before we started doing the podcast so we're talking about 352 episodes ago wow and we were on the that's when you realise how far we've come eh? <laughs> it? if we'd known then what we know now yeah who'd have thought we haven't, we haven't five six years later start, have we sub three marathon you got your ultra it's great isn't it uh, journeys comedians seem to think they've uh, changed what's the, what's the uh, <laughs> Right, um, because people can't change, really, can? They? But they can, though, can't they? But they can't. I, th- I think. I this, think they can. can I they? think this is. Uh, <laughs> I think this podcast has documented various changes in our running and our lives. Stories, yeah. And lives. But there we were on this uh, boat. Oh, sorry, ship. In on a Car- boat in the Caribbean, and uh, we did a lot of travel stuff there, didn't we? And uh, yeah, and also the treadmills were set so that you could get, we were definitely saying, I've definitely only gotten about 2k. And it's like, 3k? Yeah. You're the fastest person on the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they were ego bills. But the reason of, I mentioned this is to barely alive people. You, you put out this, it's just jumping up and down theory at the time. And at the time I thought, ah, oh, Tonk's wisdom, he knows he's running. I never thought of it that way. But actually, I think. You're wrong about that. <laughs> it isn't really just jumping up and down, is it? It's, it's running. No. I think we need to get Einstein in on this. Well, no, well, well you're not generating... Obviously, now, the floor's not moving, is it? Well, the floor so, underneath your feet is literally moving. No, but not moving anything like the tempo, is it? If there's We're any- generating our energy with every step that we take. On a treadmill, you're keeping up with the treadmill. That's what you're doing, isn't it? You're not generating energy in each step. I'm not sure that there's a. F- I'm not sure that you could. I understand the difference you're describing, and I respect that. But I'm not sure you can express it in terms of physics. But I, all I've got in my head is. But you could. Einstein, leaning out of a window of a train, and firing a bullet towards the front of the train. Does the bullet go the speed of the bullet plus the speed of the train, or the speed of the bullet from a standing start? And uh, I can't really offer you the answer to this. It's a hell of a lot easier to run fast on a treadmill because the floor's generating the pace. You've just got to stay with it. Okay. No, but that's true, though. That's true. I don't know if it's true. You keep saying it. I don't know if it is true. Well, isn't isn't that your experience? No. You're not generating the pace on the treadmill, are you? The treadmill generates the pace and you're staying with it. I don't know if that's different. Of course it's different. No, that's what you think. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually true because the floor's not moving. But if it, but okay, look at it this way. If you got on the treadmill and didn't start it up, yeah, that would be easier than if you did start it up. Obvs. Yeah, so... So you're moving, you're, you, you move when the treadmill moves. Yeah. But what if you didn't know? What if the treadmill was 18 miles across? Would you be doing anything different, really? I mean, surely it just affects the wind flow past your body. The earth doesn't move like that. The earth moves incredibly slowly, doesn't it? As we experience it. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You might just be talking about the way you experience it. I literally am unsure of the physics here. And uh, I'd like to know if there's any uh, physicists can come down either side of the discussion here. I'd like to hear it, but get a bit of Einsteinian theory on this. Because 
You can certainly come off the treadmill tired, right? With the big sweat on. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, because you're keeping up with it. If it was going slow, you wouldn't be tired, was it? Would, would you? No, I don't think that's the difference. This is it. This is the beginning and the end of the podcast. Is the treadmill discussion? No, it's not. It's. It, it's <laughs> I literally don't know what you're on about. The treadmill move. You can be bounding like that with a really fast treadmill. Yeah. And you're not generating pace or energy. You're just staying with a treadmill. Yeah. And it's good and useful and good fun. But it's nowhere near as, as hard because you're not generating forward motion yourself. Is that physics or is it just perception? I think it's physics. Okay. That's, I know. Because it's moving, because it's moving at pace. The, the, the earth beneath your feet is moving at pace. Yeah, but it's not helping you in any way. If you of course stood it still, is. You'd fall off the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, but you're not. So you're jumping. You're jumping on it. But it's not helping you. It's challenging. Of course, it's helping you to run at a fast pace because <laughs> it's running at a fast pace itself, and you're just staying with it. Yeah. You can't run faster than the treadmill. Yeah, you could. You, you can't, can't run slower. And golf up to the bit of the front. <laughs> I think physics out there, get in touch. Yeah, physicists, we obviously need you to settle this one. There is... So, did you, and this is a question I wanted to ask, but also probably a good way to uh, put that one to bed for a while, is did you do any running anywhere else other than the treadmill? No. Too hot? Just the treadmill. Yeah, just too hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, when I was out on Hackney Marshes going, this is probably unwise. And uh, what about the shows and the general... Yeah, the, show, the shows were really good fun, actually. Um, all the gigs were great. I've still got this thing going with the voice. Um, losing the sort of upper range of my voice. Yeah, which but, um, hurts you when you get to the silly bits. Yeah, but I sort of... Uh, I just stayed with it, really, and just sort of just Thank adapted you. and I just felt I just felt increasingly better as the week well, I'm getting funnier just getting more just Match getting funnier it. well no no just not forcing it just not forcing anything yeah yeah uh, drilling the ideas more from a position of not of not moving and being so manic yeah, yeah. and it just felt it just got felt better and better actually. so you feel like the restrictions of your voice are actually leading you to it sort of helped, an interesting place it sort of helped me yeah. performance wise it sort of helps yeah sort of uh, tunnel <laughs> hey have you realised they fixed the light in that tunnel I don't nice. remember the light being on in that tunnel that's nice did you see the light at the end of the tunnel we got there and was it just the two of you no it was me uh, Pierre Hollins and a female American comic called Lisa Eldorado oh nice it was yeah it was good fun to I have I used to enjoy her sitcom it was good yeah yeah it was good fun to have a bit of uh, just a bit of contrast and different comics yeah it was a laugh it was a real laugh I mean the audience is there's less of them there yeah um but they're sort of nicer as a result, actually. Yeah. But they are, obviously, the crowds are. And they sort of, the experts there seem a little bit sweeter than they used to be. They've lost that kind of bolshy kind of, I don't know, they used Impressive. to be. A, yeah, they used to be a bit, I don't know, a bit sort of strident and blatant. Yeah. But now, you know, in, in the sort of 
heydays in the pomp of Dubai when everyone was earning shed loads. And now it's more like the people are still there because they're like Dubai or for whatever reason. It's kind of post-Dubai. Yeah, and it's it's quite nice. We've won. Yes. We're onto something that no one else knows about. Absolutely, yeah. It was a little bit... Could be a bit uncomfy sometimes, After but it's these dogs that change sides so I can get you us with a view as we go along. We're on the uh, Parkland Walk North secret view across across to the wonderful sights of London. Very nice, very nice. It's uh, the camera's let me down, of course. That's what happens when you're trying to take photos when you're running. It's good actually. I saw an amazing dog having such a good time just before I saw you yeah. on the other park and walk there was like a red spaniel type dog I suppose it was doing something logical like tracking squirrels or something yeah just the joy of it you know came running straight towards me and running straight away <laughs> went into the woods on one side yeah. and seconds later just sort of flash across it's like they're here there's something here where have you been this is so exciting I'm going left and I'm right I'm going forwards backwards I'm just a dog. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so it left me. And it's quite nice to just have a few days to just focus focus on your gigs, you know. It's just quite nice. Well, actually. yeah, it sounds like you come back feeling like you've got some, you know, some run power and some comedy power. A little bit of that, yeah. So what's next in terms of running and comedy? Well... But you're going. On, you'll be on a break. You're not doing gigs in. I've got. I've got a couple. I've got a couple of gigs this week. But I'm. I'm actually meeting a guy this afternoon to chat about film scripts. Oh, the, yeah, excellent. He's a guy from uh, London Film School. who's like a sort of script consultant. Yeah. So I'm going to sit with him. I'm meeting him in Highgate Woods actually. Nice. Going to have a little walk round and. Uh, Go through it and then just sort of run round. He's like, I oh, don't run. Yeah, yeah. I brought my notes. Yeah. Come on, run with me, mate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then holiday and just take and just sort of have a look at the autumn from there. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I can keep fit, I'll do some events in the autumn. It's a funny old thing with running and comedy, and probably many another thing. How sometimes doing it with a mildly heavy schedule can really improve your game. And sometimes not doing it at all can really improve your game. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? Yeah, it does feel... I don't know whether it's a summer thing and because things tend to, as we've said, sort of fracture and get a bit more amorphous, but the, the circuit feels ever more sort of slightly tenuous, doesn't it? Yeah. As a, just a kind of genuine, some of the, you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to, you don't want to create it, but some of the big clubs are suffering in a way that you want to expect sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Things that's you could, just, that's things just the reality. You, you could rely on. Yeah, things are. Like they might be fading away. Things are shifting. And also, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a combination, it's a dangerous time because it's always a wobbly time of year for comedy. It is, yeah. And one absolutely. of the reasons the Edinburgh Festival Fringe exists is it's somewhere for everyone to go while they're, while the gigs all sort of take a break, you know. Yeah. That's a simplistic way of looking at it, but it's certainly part of the rhythm. Yeah. And then in this era where to have any kind of artsy job, you're kind of expected to be privately funded one way or another. Yes. You know, the idea of making a living out of it is... I might, you might, should retrain in cyber, you know. Unfortunately, my 
sponsors relocated to Naples. Oh no! He's gone back to his uh, to his castle, <laughs> taking his his gold with him. Yeah. I'm forced to make it on my own. Do you have to say his name three times? Did he <laughs> come back? Or is that a different story? Thank you. Thank you. Um, in um, high Edward. Yeah, um, I, don't know, I don't know how people are affording Edinburgh. No, I know. It's just. Sort of I think you basically have to have found a way around it. You know, I'm going up there with the shows I'm directing, and I'm not going to stay anywhere. Right. It's too expensive. So. So you just, just sofa, sofa. A, a, a sofa for right. three nights. You can't do that for three and a half weeks. No, no. Particularly if it's your business, if you're there yeah. trying to... To excel. ...build a career and... Yes, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I wonder what it's going to be like up there. And, you, but, and you're seen as a bit of a... It's seen as sort of raining on Edinburgh's parade to point this out. Yeah. People yeah. say, what are you... Come on, but surely we're all, we're all having a good laugh up there and it's all yeah. sort of... But it's like, well, part it has to be feasible. Part of all this stuff is the mindset, isn't it? The, oh, look at the words. It is beautiful, isn't um, it? Absolutely part of gorgeous. The is the mindset that is slow to change. You know, the, these systems that run these things, when things change, yeah. they can be too slow to respond. Yes, you know, yeah. There was big trouble. People would have seen it in the paper and stuff about the Edinburgh Fringe about the not app. doing the app this year. Yeah. Now, you know, there's... Yeah, that does seem really short-sighted of them. And also, it does seem like they were cheeky about it because they said, oh, we can't do it. It's going to cost £100,000 to do it again and we haven't got it. It's like, I'm sh- I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But they maybe should have warned the axe. Right. All this stuff is a big conversation. But a fundamental thing a friend of mine said, and I think she was right, was they didn't get how important it was when they decided not to do it. Yes. They didn't yeah. know what they had. Yes. Because it's yeah, an yeah. app, because it's a thing from the future. Um, they didn't give it their full respect. Because the way the app works for you non-comedy types of this thing is people really genuinely would I think I might go and see this or I couldn't get into that or whatever. But can I go and see so this? We've just finished our lunch. And I need a quick response. near me in 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. And the yeah. app would buy, you sell them tickets to a show nearby. And That's I great. can remember this from That's perfect. being at the Edinburgh Fringe in the 90s and going to the Fringe office window when there were few enough shows that you could put them all yeah. in the Fringe office window and say, oh, look, that one. Yeah, we can get there. It's just starting. It's got an amusing title. We'll go. You know, and literally yeah. I went to see Homage Lily. And probably wouldn't be a stand-up today if I hadn't seen that show. You know? Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's how the fringe is supposed to work. But they were so in their rhythm of we are the fringe and the whiff of new technology, the lack of prioritising other people's points of view. They just they uh, threw it away. It keeps taking me back to the Jurassic Park quotes before you even knew what you had. You stamped in an alarm truck and you're selling it, you're selling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's... Uh I mean, that just sounds perfect, doesn't it? Yeah. For people selling tickets late, you know. And, sort of and then people who you haven't heard of get audiences. Yeah. Because for years, I mean, probably forever, but it felt like a change. You read in the paper about all these great acts. They're going to be great. And everyone thinks, oh, good. And they buy tickets for them and then they go to them. And you kind of think, what's the point of the rest of it? You know, yeah. you need at least... Every now and again, you need a surprise, a word of mouth success. Yes. I remember when Flight of the Concord were at Edinburgh, and just as the month went on, various comedians would say, have you seen him? Have you seen Flight of the Concord? I see Jimmy Carr, and he's like, I've just bought the CD. 
Yeah. So like quite late on, I was like, oh, we go and see them and we go and see them. I was like, oh yeah, they're great. And they're in a little venue I've never been in before, you know. Yeah, that sense of, I remember the year that Rod Gilbert broke through. Yeah. And sending love to Rob, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yes, Rod. He's, his recent he's diagnosis. So uh, being looked after. Very hopeful. By a charity that he's done a lot of work for. He has raised so much money for. Yes. Us. Yeah. 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 But so bless him and good luck with him. Yeah, I remember. Absolutely. I remember when he uh, he had his first Edinburgh, where he really broke through with that kind of exasperated, sort of rancy voice of his. Yes. And it was just so exciting and he was so excited he was like I can barely sleep I just can't sleep yeah, yeah and it, he was just and that, that nice sort of to look back and think how how much that changes things you know so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. quickly yeah he became yeah that, that uh, part of the comedy furniture of the nation to see to see he was necessary you know okay, a year before that that wasn't there was it that, yeah. that voice to see him just exploding into it and sort of hanging around before the show goes on, just drinking coffee and getting really excited. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I mean, that must exist on some level, surely, but I don't know. Yeah, you hope so. I mean, I think yeah. everyone, you know, we, we've been quite down with it. It is the first full-size fringe post-pandemic restrictions, you know. Yes. There's a yeah. lot of people going up. There's a lot of great shows. A lot of shows that, be, that yeah. would have been written six months have been written in two and a half years. Yeah. Some people will have squandered that opportunity. But others yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. will be at their, at their very best. Yeah. There's some great people, as usual. There's old and new, you know, there's people, Ian Stone's doing it. I saw that, yeah. Ages. yeah. And uh, Angela and Barnes will be there. Old Stoney's a real recommend doing the Free Fringe. Just a fantastically match-fit circuit comic. Who will make you laugh for yeah. an hour, I'm telling you. He'll be so relaxed, his jokes yeah. will be so well-turned. Yeah. He'll make you feel like he's not even trying. Yeah. Frank Skinner's back at Edinburgh. Yeah. And uh, and then loads of people who've never been before who would get there, who were really good. You know, there's loads of great comedians on the up and up. And if you can't see them at the show, they will be sleeping on the street afterwards. Yeah, that's right. To give them a bit of change. Yeah, if you can't yeah. see them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see them now. They won't be comedians anymore by yeah. Christmas. And it's, it is... This is a subject we've been around before, but it's kind of weird, isn't it, to not to not be those guys anymore. It is a little lens on getting older. Yes. Because we both, probably at different times, been lived for several years in a model where Edinburgh was it. That's what you yeah. do. Give shape to the whole year. Yeah. In a way which running events do now. For a few years. I mean, I haven't been to. A, I haven't done a show since like 2007. I mean, yeah. I mean, Stone is like. Late fifties, yeah. Obviously, his kids have left home or whatever. And I just couldn't imagine it. Yeah. But you know, good luck to him. Fair play, enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Enjoy it. He'll get a lot his out of it. Left home. He's the other side yeah. of the responsibility bubble. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because on the other side of things, time moves fast. You know, the the time when we were in Edinburgh. When I'm up there next week, it's gonna. I'll be in touch with my memories from decades ago as if they were yesterday you know? yeah so you feel right you, you feel like you could go and you've got the creative juice in you at the moment to yeah, do an I mean, show, really to do something like that and I think like, the funny thing about this is that as a comedian it's actually always true that you one right slow you know? yeah you can blast out a load of new material but it will that's just a way of getting your next five to ten minutes of material if you write loads yeah you just you will cut more it, yeah it, it's a gradual thing but having said that it's a long time since I've gone Times have changed. Uh, there's there's been long periods without gigs, and uh, 
I just feel like my act is different now and I've got new bits. Yeah, same here. Without same having here. to... Uh, without trying to add. Without having forced them too much. Yes, yeah. And, and then that gets to a, to a second point where you think, well, actually, now I've got whatever... Say I've got a new half hour and I want to do a 45-minute set. I actually do feel quite inspired to yes. write the other 10, yeah. 15 minutes, you know. Whereas if from a standing start, you wouldn't think, oh, I want to write some new jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just becoming a bit more organic. Just my my acts changed quite a lot since coming back. Yes. After uh, lockdown. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So, in other words, we we love to go on tour next year, guys. But on the other hand, when you get in touch and say we'd love to see that, we're ready to book tickets. Yeah. Just be aware that we generally get a good six to twelve of those messages. That doesn't really no. change our plans. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Who knows what will happen in in uh, 2023. Yeah, it's funny that sort of new material thing because I find it popping out everywhere at the moment on stage. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice phase. It's sort of, you know, after that sort of bitty restart post-pandemic and then you gig a bit more, it just it just takes you a while, doesn't it, to really relax and work out how you've changed a little bit because everyone changed in those year in that year and a half everyone it, exactly a, again another comedy thing is I remember when I started out in comedy I had a couple of very uh, really um, you were saying about your patron with the gold in the palace in Naples a couple of really good promoters who really helped me out yeah really celebrated my work and pushed me forward and I was thinking it's such a shame that these two really lovely, helpful people in comedy are such a, a crazy, right. just such <laughs> mad people. Yeah. And then over time I thought, you know, I think everyone is who runs a comedy club. They're just, they're just the uh, Some mad thing to easier do, to read. Yeah. You know, and, and as such, they're, they're the good ones. And I think that's the same with lockdown, just it has had an absolutely seismic effect on every individual and the, the, the dangerous ones are the ones who appear to be completely un, unchanged by it yeah. <laughs> because they're, they're the ones who can end up with their George on Seinfeld's dad moment Serrani now so we're jogging to to the Heath past the posh houses yes actually that was very it's been really nice hasn't it coming up that way Coming through the woods, you feel the coolness of it. I don't think we need to go too far around the heath. I think we should be sensible this time and properly uh, come to an end. Yeah. Start again. But yeah. before we do start again, let's uh, let's look forward. What are you going to do? What comedy have you got in the autumn? Well, I've just got. For me, the main. Com- comedy, 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 comedy. There's clubs. There's, I'm doing a Jongler's Legends tour in October. Of course you are. Brilliant. <laughs> no, but that's great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, no, we we'll really do. You've got to comedy fans. Find, Google that and get your tickets. Because yeah. that is, these are the shows. If you get those full of people, have a great time. Yeah, you will. It's, it's a really, really, really strong bill. I've, I've, I've managed... Is Jared on that bill? Jared's on there. Mike Gunn and you Benjamin. I've, uh, That's a good gig. Yeah, it's a really good gig. I've entered the Great Yorkshire 10K, the Scarborough 10K. That's on October the 16th? That's, yes. Uh, 
so I'm going to do it's that. It's the Great Yorkshire Pilgrimage, guys. If, yes. if you're listening and you want to be in Yorkshire on that day, it's the Yorkshire Marathon and the Scarborough 10K. If you can't do either of those, just be in the pub at York Station on yeah. Sunday afternoon. <laughs> there's a couple of... Uh, <laughs> There's a couple of people already going, so that'll be good. So hopefully I get into some shape. I'm, I'm just sort of uh, ambivalent about whether I want to even try to run fast at the moment. I'm just, I'm just so concerned with just getting back into running, feeling fit and healthy. Yeah. No injuries. Would doing you? my yoga, being stronger. So you a know. half marathon in September will be no, too no, soon that, for you. That could be okay. We need, sorry, I need to get back on that, don't yeah, I? We no, need to find okay. one. Just, yeah, we need to, we need to find well, yeah. one. But in terms of that sort of getting, you know, sort of trying to run fast over long distances thing, I don't know where I am with that at the moment. I might be sort of totally just trying to run slow over long distances. But it's just, I just want to see, see where I'm at, see, if, see how long this tendon continues to irritate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just not get injured for a few months, oh, you know. That's good. That would be good. So, what would you say? You've just given me the fear by saying, I'm doing a 10K in October, because yeah. I'm doing a 10K on Saturday. Yeah. So, and I am, like I said, I've, 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 I've taken a bit of a break. Yeah. I feel, aside from sort of external issues, I'm feeling pretty fit. Yeah. Um, what am I going to do at this 10K at the weekend? What do you think? It's a run-through, so it's probably a four-lapper. Right. How do I access is my it, optimal performance? Is it, um, is it quite flat? I think so. Four-lapper flatter? It's on the flat side. I don't know. Right. It's Hyde Park. Right, So okay. it could have a bit of gradient. Right. But I'm probably not... So much that would stop me, you know, as a high high refuel park runner. Yeah. I know about having a bit of a gradient on my uh, yeah on my speed event, just a little bit. I know it's not. I would say, more. yeah, I would say, I just don't know whether. Obviously, I don't know where completely where you are mentally. I don't know whether mentally you you're going to be in a position to want to really thrash yourself over 10k anyway. Yeah, I think. I think it's more sort of like a steady, steady effort. Le- less of a race, more just like a steady, steady, strong effort. I can Yeah, do, I think you're right. I think do you know what, what I'm saying? It's sort of like, in terms of, of mentality. Of mindset, what I really want to do is, however I run it, run it, I want the last kilometre to be a, of a similar pace to the first kilometre. Absolutely. That's what I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what I reckon. All right. Well, I'll do that then. Yeah, yeah. Easy. And um, I do all the kilometres really fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all the kilometres as fast as possible. Yeah, if I do it all under four minutes, then that's a 40-minute 10K. Great, two minutes off the PB. So, I was chatting to... Uh, I bumped into this guy you run for Heathside yesterday. I hadn't seen him for ages. I said, how's your running going? He said, awful. I said, I'm running like once a month or whatever. I said, I just got injured and then I moved away and I'm doing loads of cycling. And he said... Uh, I dropped in on some mates to go for a run. I haven't been for a run for a few months. We did, uh, we were doing eight, eight minute miles. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't stay with it. I mean, we're only doing six miles, eight minutes. I'm like, that's quite quick when you haven't been doing any running for three months. But the language he was using about yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Was like, I just wanted to smash it. I was, I'm smashing it on a bike. I'm smashing it on, I'm, every, everything's getting smashed all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not in that mindset at the moment. No, not at all. I don't want to. I just want to feel strong at the end of runs and races. 
He really is that train don't strain mentality yeah, from at the moment. Yeah, just trying to keep you alive, just trying yeah. to keep it positive. Smash! Yeah. I want to smash it. And I it. smashed it. Now I'm smashed. Now <laughs> they're smashed. <laughs> smashed. <don't they? laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um, the, to think of it. The fact that I love running. You know, running is my life. Two, get east in the weekend. Get remind me with the 10k tour. Yeah. Okay. In the early world. Get not a minute. Off a 10k TV, <laughs> taking it to 54 minutes. Well or done. Something. You'll excuse me. Nice. Um, uh, the Western, the Western bird. I can't remember where it was. I haven't got it written down. But early world, another PB, huge. Arrgh, indeed. And then another well person done. getting PB after PB, brilliantly indirect because always coming via. Her dad, Stuart Strath. Oh, yes. The park run as usual. Oh, Strathy. With his daughter, well Abby. Done. And she got another uh, another um, PB. And quite, still quite significant. They're not just, she's not just shaving them off. She's faster and faster all the time at over 5K. Park run PB, 26 something. Well anyway, done. whatever well it was. Congratulations and uh, and thanks for all your weekend runs that people post as well. Wonderful. That's going really strong on Twitter, isn't it? Again, when Which you really see nice. them all, you get such a picture of some people who are deep in ultra training or London Marathon training. Some people feeling good. Some people not feeling good. Some people like saying, you know, um, running machine. Martin said didn't go to Parkrun at the weekend. Had a bacon sandwich. You know, he still went for a run later in the day. <laughs> but you're looking at different rhythms, yeah. different times. And that's it, yeah. just paints such a nice picture, including people who say, I was volunteering at the park run, or I'm not running at the moment, or just yes, feel like I'm yeah. just getting back to it. You know, yeah, it's a wonderful three dimensional picture of a, of a running community, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah it is, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from all the physicists, yeah, <laughs> to confirm my, my correct notion. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.